Welcome to another inspirational teaching from Faith Family Church. For more information about our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv. Awesome. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, for real. I told you I'm not just saying that, babe. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Gotta have fun in church, right? I am so blessed to be here, and we're so glad and excited that you came to worship with us today. Whether you're here in person or you're with us on Facebook, um, we thank you. We welcome you. You could have gone anywhere else. You could have done anything else, and we're excited that you decided to come here to learn about God, learn about what the Bible says. Uh, and we prepare, and I've prepared to the best of my ability, and thank God it's not that much. So he's coming in. So, all right. So we're going to jump right in, and I am super blessed by um, what pastors Mike and Donna have done and uh, allowing me to serve you guys in an executive level. And I'm thankful for everybody that reached out and said congratulations. Or It was just awesome. It just meant a lot to me. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you. So Pastor Mike is out of town. He got an awesome opportunity to hang out with my brother and his wife, Shannon. And it was much needed, you know. And my brother needed the, not even needed, you know, sometimes you just want to hang out with your dad. And sometimes your dad just wants to hang out with his son. And that's okay, right? So that's what they're doing, right? Um, over the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking on a controversial subject. And this subject, it's perfect for me to share. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it is the subject of the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people, when you hear the Holy Spirit, you think of the crazy uncle in the family. You know, you like have God the Father, you have the Word of God, and then you have this Holy Spirit here. And a lot of times, people can get freaked out by messages from about the Holy Spirit or learning about the Holy Spirit, because there's been a lot of, have you guys ever seen some weird things in the name of the Holy Spirit? Okay, just a couple. I've seen some crazy stuff. I've seen, uh, I've been to services where, uh, <laughs> you just got to be honest in church, right? I went and got laid hands on, and <laughs> I remember standing there, and this guy was like physically pushing me. <laughs> And I'm standing, I'm like, you ain't going to push me down, fool. You know, I'm sitting there like, in the name of Jesus, you're not, you know. And it's sad, but so many times we, as the church, we try to help God out and we want to say it's God or we want to get God moving in a direction that God's like, that ain't me, bro. That's you. That's all you. And unfortunately, a lot of people have seen what's supposedly a work of the Holy Spirit has been a work of all men and not him at all. And it gets people freaked out. It's like, oh, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about tongues. And everyone's like, oh, man. Some of you guys who are like really into that are like, yeah, let's do it. And other guys are like, oh, let's not, let's not. We're going to do what the Bible says to do, and we're going to see biblically what it says about it. You have God the Father, you have God the Son, you have God the Holy Spirit. The Bible very specific which, with who Jesus is, who the Father is, but also who the Spirit is. 
And we're going to discuss who he is, we're going to discuss what he does, and we're also going to discuss what he wants to do with us. So the Holy Spirit is the third person in the Trinity. Now the Trinity, the, 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 the Christian faith, you have one God that displays himself in three persons, three distinct persons. So it's not like one guy putting on a mask. Like you ever seen a, a, a play and you have one character playing, one person playing three different characters? It is not that. It's not that God's like, oh, I feel like being the father today, and oh, now I feel like being the son. It is God, one God, expressed in three distinct persons and personalities. We can see that in Scripture, and we're going to go through that a little bit. But we are first going to jump to Matthew 28, and it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the what? Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you, to, with you always to the very end of the age. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit was in the beginning with God. And we're going to jump to Genesis. We're going to do a lot of scriptures in this. And put your seatbelts on. You guys ready for this? All right, we've got to dis- discover what it says in the Word. Uh, the first thing I want to point out in Genesis 1-2, it says, The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the what? The Spirit of God was moving over the surface of Genesis, or um, surface of the waters. And this is where I want to discuss something. Before you had creation, before God created everything, you had this triune God, that's what we call it, Uh, The Christians call it the triune God. You had this perfect uh, harmony. You had this perfect relationship. And this perfect relationship, uh, it's not that when you praise God, it's not, there's no insecurity there. You ever seen or worked for an insecure manager? Nobody? Wow, you guys are awesome. Okay. (laughs) Wrong church. I got to (laughs) go. If you ever talk to somebody insecure about their position, they want to constantly flex their position. The Holy Spirit does not get jealous when you talk about Jesus. It's not like, oh, you're spending too much time hanging out with Jesus. You're not. When we glorify God, when we exalt the Son Jesus, the Holy Spirit is exalted because He's part of God. He's the triune God. When you pray to the Father, you are glorifying God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they're not competing with each other. They complement each other. In the beginning, the Father, Jesus says, I come to do the will of him who sent me. And he described to us that the Holy Spirit's not going to do his plan or his agenda, but he's going to do what he hears from me. So the Holy Spirit, here's how it goes. You have God the Father, who's the, the architect of creation. You have the Son, Jesus, who's referred to as the Word of God. And the Word of God also is the power of God. All the power that God has is in the Word. You guys tracking with me? So you have the Word of God. You have the Father. Jesus said, the Father is greater than I am. But then you have the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is the, the, uh, he takes the power in creation And he makes sure that what the will of God is comes to pass. So the power of God or the gifts of the Spirit or the gifts that God gives us 
are as the Spirit wills. They complement each other. In the Old Testament, when the, the prophets, the men of old, were writing, they were inspired by the Holy Spirit. And this is how much the Holy Spirit likes talking about Jesus. He's the one who moved on the men of old to write about the Savior from Genesis all the way through to Revelation. He's the one that gave him revelation. He's the one that inspired him. God breathed. And then when Jesus comes and glorifies himself, guess what? Jesus doesn't do anything, doesn't do one miracle. Now think about this. Jesus didn't do one miracle until he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Think about that. That's interesting. You have God the Son who, who puts on flesh and lays aside his deity. So he's 100% God. You guys tracking with me? He's 100% God, but he lays aside his, his God card. He's 100% right with God. He's a man born of a virgin, so he's 100% in good standing with God as a man, which we were born into sin. Jesus was not born into sin. That's why Jesus had to be born of a virgin, because sin passes through the Father. So God knew what he was doing in the beginning of creation. So Jesus comes, he lays aside his deity, and he doesn't do one thing until he is filled with the Spirit. And once he's filled with the Spirit, then he goes about teaching people and revealing himself to the world that he is the Son of God. With teaching first, signs following. You guys getting this? All right, you guys are looking at me uh, all hard, getting nervous. Eric, protect me. No, I'm just kidding. So the Holy Spirit in John 14, 6, I want to go there. It says, or actually, no, Luke 4, 1. I, I always like showing scriptural support for when I tell you guys something, because it's not what I'm thinking, it's what the Bible says. It says, then Jesus being filled with the what? Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by Who? the Spirit into the wilderness. That's literally right after he got baptized and give you uh, a preference there. Jesus goes, he gets baptized by John the Baptist. John the Baptist is like, dude, I can't baptize you. You're supposed to baptize me. What's going on? Jesus is like, no, this is, the way I, this is the way my Father wants it. And what he was doing was showing us as believers, this is how we do it. We get saved, we get baptized in Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and then we go do our work for the Lord. We do our ministry. Every one of you in here is called to witness or minister the gospel at some capacity to the world, to your world, whether it's to your friends, the, your sphere of influence, not in this religious way like, let's say it the Lord. Somebody calls and say, yo, what's up, bro? And you're like, huh, the Lord is up. You know, don't be like ridiculous. The Lord is up in the sky. Don't be stupid. Be real. Be relational. Let people see that you believe in a real God and you're not this real, flaky, creepy person. You know, like, I love Jesus. Yeah, it's okay. I'm probably going to get in trouble. It's okay to love Jesus, but don't get weird. We never saw Jesus in Scripture getting weird. We saw Jesus being led by the Spirit, teaching, and the sinners and the people who were far off from God were like, I like that guy. He's cool. There's something different about him. He speaks with a, he knows what he's talking about. Wouldn't it be awesome if the church knew what they were talking about in the Word, to where you could sit there and be you? I love riding motorcycles. I love going fast in cars. I love fishing. 
Oh, I should say I love catching. <laughs> I don't really love fishing. You know, I love catching. You know, when it's, when, it's, when it's on, I'm happy. When it's not, I'm miserably depressed. So working that one out with the Lord, please, you know. <laughs> you led Peter. You said, go to the other side. And one time, I'm just going to be real. I was sitting on the boat. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the other side. You know, I'm just hoping for a miracle. You know, I'm just going. Didn't happen. You know why? God wasn't. He's like, dude, you're going to have to work harder for those fish. And that's why. I love going to Publix. I can catch any kind of fish I want. I just sit there and put out the car. I'm like, yeah, what'd you catch? I caught it. Where'd you catch it? Uh, That's not important. (laughs) We as people need to be in the world, influencing the world, but not of the world. It's where people look at us. I go all the time. I'll go out and uh, I hang out with people who are not saved at all. I don't care if you are saved or you're not saved. I'm going to have a good time with you. And I'm not going to judge you. I am 100% disqualified to judge anybody. And the gospel is not the gospel of judgment. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. Me saying that, I am not saying that it's okay to sin. I'm not like, yeah, let's have a sin fest, you know. I'm not saying that. I will live my life and I will raise my family and lead my family biblically on what the Bible says. And sometimes the Bible says stuff that I'm like, oh, really? but when I do it his way, I see the benefit, and then I'm like, man, you are so stupid for pounding about doing it God's way. He actually knows what he's talking about. He knows how you can have a successful relationship with your spouse, with your friends. Guess what? Be kind. Do unto others as you'd have them do to you. Guess what? When you start treating people the way you want to be treated, guess what? People want to hang out with you. You just get cooler. Why? God knows what he's talking about. You guys tracking with me? Okay, so John 14, 6, Jesus said this. Jesus said to him, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through what? Me. Very, very specific. Jesus was serious about it. He's like, this is the way. John 6, or let me say this. Now this is where I'm going to start preaching a little, all right? You guys ready? The Holy Spirit is the original or first witness of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit in the beginning of creation witnessed the word being spoken and the Holy Spirit executing the plan. You have an eternal witness from eternity past for eternity present. The Holy Spirit knows who Jesus is. There is a holy communion that they have. They talk, they fellowship, they know each other. The, you, no one, you, not me, not anybody, even knows you need a Savior but by the Holy Spirit. Listen to how vital his role is in salvation. So what we learned so far, he's part of the Trinity. He is just as much God as Jesus Christ and God the Father. And he is just as much God over our life. He is to lead our life the way the scripture says. And we know that the Holy Spirit loves talking about Jesus, loves uh, exalting Jesus. So when Jesus is exalted in the earth, when Jesus reveals, I'm the son of God, guess what? The Holy Spirit's getting glorified. Why? Because they are one God. You guys tracking with this? All right. John's uh, John 16, 13 through 
14 says, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all what? Truth. Truth. For he will not speak on his own, what? Initiative. But whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what? Of mine, and will disclose it to you. John 15, 26 says, when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of what? truth who proceeds from where the father he will testify of me i want you to get this i'm getting super excited i used to put pressure on myself when i would teach i always pray lord can i want people to get saved when i'm teaching and i was so convicted and i did it on my effort i don't put your salvation the weight of your salvation it's not on me i'm gonna be real What I focus on is speaking the word to you. And the Holy Spirit, the original witness of Jesus Christ, he's the one romancing you. He's the one calling you saying, hey, you're not good with God when you don't know Jesus. And when you know Jesus, he's, hey, this is what the word says. You're free from sin. You know, you don't even know you need a savior. That's why the amazing thing, I can speak a message on one specific thing and the Holy Spirit could take what I'm saying and you could have five different people get five totally different things and all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's drawing you in. You guys getting this? 1 Corinthians 12.3 says, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is accursed and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by what? Do you see how hand in hand the Holy Spirit is in salvation. You guys getting this? It's, 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 it's intimate. It's so close. It's like a hand and glove. It is amazing. We're going to take a commercial break. No, just kidding. Everyone's like, oh no, Chris is about to do something. <laughs> Those of you who have been with me a while. The Holy Spirit is the one drawing you to God. The Holy Spirit loves salvation so much and loves Jesus so much that what Jesus did, he knows the only way to God the Father is through Jesus. So the Holy Spirit's number one ministry on earth is to witness to you and the world. To convict the world of sin, that you don't know God, you're not right with God without Jesus. And to convict the world of righteousness. Those of you who said, hey, I believe Jesus Christ is my Lord, you are sealed, the Bible says, with the Holy Spirit. You are, think about that, you're sealed. It's a guarantee. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So many of us, when we sit there and we get saved, we're like, oh, I love Jesus, thank you so much, I'm so happy. And how many of us do the things that we were doing before we got saved? And then we don't feel like a real Christian. Let me tell you something. You are a real Christian. You're struggling with sin still? You're a real Christian. What's the difference from Christians and non-Christians? We accept the fact that we were terrible gods of our lives. Can you hand me that seat? We're going to do it all different today. It was Pastor Eric. (laughs) Before Jesus, 
I sit on the throne of my heart. I'm God in my life. Sometimes we have good moments, we're good, we're happy. And then this is what happens when we're not happy. We're doing everything right, but life's not as happy. Then we deceive ourselves into thinking, well, this is just all life is. I should be happy. And we try to convince ourselves, and we deceive ourselves when the Holy Spirit's like, hey, there's more, there's more. Get off the chair, get off the throne in your life. There's more. No, 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 no. I compare myself to other people, and I should be happy. I'll make myself happy. Mind over matter. Then the Holy Spirit's sitting there. He's like, hey, dude. So you go to church, and you're like, I'm so bad that the walls will fall down. You fool. You ever read the scripture? David killed a guy because he liked his wife. He slept with her, got her pregnant, and then because he couldn't face what he did, he got, in his, he got in the wrong chair. He killed the guy, put him on the front line. The general's like, dude, he's a great guy. Why are you putting him? You know he's going to die. It's strategic planning. It's called a cover-up. It's called a conspiracy. It just miraculously happened that this woman was pregnant. Now, that has only happened once, dude. That was Mary. God was involved, not you. You guys getting this? So we're the gods of our life. So then what happens? We as Christians, Holy Spirit comes. Here, you're going to be God. <laughs> Eric, Lord Eric, everybody. <laughs> Sit down. Yeah. God's in the chair. I'm like, God, I want, it, I want it your way. But some of us like sitting in the chair. It's like, <laughs> you can't both sit in the chair. It's not like, hey, <laughs> God ain't going to share the chair with nobody. He's like, you sitting in it or I sitting in it, but we ain't sharing. You guys getting this? So then we start out really good. We're like, yes, we love God. He's awesome. He's great. You want me to do what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> this guy. And we deceive ourselves in thinking, you know what? My life was better when I was in control. No, it wasn't. But we're so good at deceiving ourselves, we're the only ones that believe our own lies. And then when we talk to friends about, hey, you know, the Bible says this, and you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. No, actually, I do. How do you know what you're talking about? Because it says in the Word, it's clear. So then what we do, we're like, we slowly kind of like, and God's a gentleman. You're like, you know what, I don't, want, I don't want you to be Lord of my life anymore. And so many of us, Sitting in church right now are sitting on God's seat in our heart right now. And we're like, thank you, Lord. Lord, please bless me. Bless me on my terms. You know what the God of the universe is saying? No. I'm God. You're not. I created everything out of nothing. You did not. And guess what? Life is better when he's on the throne. Thank you, sir. Uh, no, just keep it. This chair is going to serve multiple purposes today. Jesus, he gets on the cross, he dies. And then he tells the disciples, listen, 
All authority and power has been given to me on heaven and earth. Make disciples of all nations. And then he says, but pause. Don't preach the gospel yet. Now think about that. Think about your mind being blown. You're like, dude, we saw you die. We saw you come back to life. You're telling us to go preach the gospel, make disciples, get people saved, make disciples. I said that wrong. Get people saved, baptize them, make disciples, do it all over again. And then he says, what? Wait? Maybe he was in the tomb too long. I don't know what they're thinking. Can you imagine that? You're like, this is everything we've been training for for three and a half years. And you say, wait? Why? Because he wanted us to do it the same way he did it. He lived a life by example showing us, I did it the way my father wanted it done. The way my father wanted it done is that I was baptized. The Holy Spirit, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then I started witnessing. We're not even qualified to witness effectively unless we're filled with the Holy Spirit. I'll show you in Scripture. And being assembled together with them, Acts 1, 4 through 5, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. <laughs> Crazy, right? What has the devil done effectively? Oh, that Holy Spirit guy, you've got to watch out for that one. You're going to get <laughs> Dr. Strange on you. Why? The only way for a church to be effective is to do it God's way. The only way God wants us to do it is to fill with the Spirit. So what has happened? You've had successful perversions of the ministry and the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one manifesting God's power. He's not a God of chaos. He is a God of order. He is a triune God, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, in unity, working together to fulfill the will of God. You guys getting this? We call upon Jesus because the witness of the Holy Spirit, and we are filled with the Holy Spirit to witness about Jesus. The whole purpose. You guys getting this? Acts 2, 1 through 6. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues. Right there, everybody's like, whoa, it just got weird. It didn't. We're going to see what the Bible says, okay? You guys with me? They all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, in every nation under heaven. I'm going to stop there, and I want to pause. The infilling of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, they were speaking in other tongues. They were not speaking in unknown tongues. They were speaking in other tongues. Who in here speaks Spanish? Ralph, can you come here? He's like, oh, great. Why was I the first? I knew it. The Lord was warning you, brother. No, just kidding. My wife, I need you to come here. Come up here for one second. 
I know. He's doing it for the Lord. The Holy Spirit worked on him way before I said his name. Check. Can we get... It's my mic and Nicole... Just use Nicole's mic. I do not speak anything other than English. And some very broken Spanish. The only Spanish I can say is Al Español Marquez Cinco from all the infomercials. <laughs> and I think I sound pretty good. And I've actually talked to like some Spanish people sometimes and they look at me like, you speak Spanish? And I was like, press the button. <laughs> and go, press five, you know. And then I walk away. You got to learn when to walk away. So what's going to happen is I'm going to say, Jesus loves you, okay? Very simple. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to make it easy. So at the same time, now my wife speaks fluent Finnish, and it's awesome. The Finnish language, they've traced it. It's a 5,000-year-old language that hasn't changed in 5,000 years. They have no pronouns. They have no male or female. They're, like, way ahead of their times, you know, like, gender neutral. Like, who would have thought? Like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it, but I did. <laughs> I'm like, I said it. So they, it's not like he or she. It's just like you know in the context of the specific conversation what you're talking about. So at the same time, we're going to say Jesus loves you. Ready? Uh, I'm going to say one, two, three, and then we go. Ready? One, two, three. Jesus, Jesus loves you. Okay. Check his mic for a sec. Check. Can you say it again? Do we need to bring him up a little? Yeah, bring him up. Everybody, the world has to see Ralph. No, I'm just kidding. Check. One, two, three. Okay, okay. ready? Ready? One, two, three. Yes. Dios te ama. Okay, now you say it by yourself because I... I Jesus rakasta sinoa. Okay. You can say it real fast. Dios te ama. Okay. All right. If I was standing in a room and somebody started speaking Spanish, I'd be like, nothing. And I'd be like, cool. If I was in Finland, I'd definitely be like, just way off. You know, I have no idea. You know, I can kind of understand. When they were speaking, the Holy Spirit came down from heaven. There was tongues of fire, and they were speaking in everyone's known tongues. It was not, it was weird, but it was not as weird as like, you know what I'm saying? Right. That's all I need from you guys. Thank you. Give them a round of applause. This, and what does the Bible say? The Spirit gave them what? Utterance. Okay. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from, what does it say? Every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. They were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another. Now, this is where it gets, the Bible is way more simple than we make it out to be. Look at what they say. Are not all these men who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were what? Born. They were speaking in tongues, a language that everyone could understand. Think about this. They were filled with the Spirit before they were filled with the Spirit, they were hiding in Jerusalem. 
they're filled with the Spirit. Now they stand up on the roof and they're like, hey. And they don't even know what they're saying. They probably think they're talking like this. But the Holy Spirit's doing a work. It's an unknown tongue to them, but it's known to the people hearing it. And they're like, that'd be like me speaking perfect Russian or German, guten Tag, and not having a crazy American accent. They were perplexed. They're like, they're Galileans. They, should have, they shouldn't be talking how we're understanding them, yet we're understanding them. But the Holy Spirit's at work here. And then so many people throughout 2,000 years, a long time, people get confused. They want to use this scripture as speaking in other tongues. And then they, they say you're speaking in other tongues, but, well, it's not a known tongue, and nobody's benefited from it, so what are we doing speaking in it? You guys getting this? Let me tell you a disclaimer. I believe in a heavenly prayer language that is an unknown tongue. But the Bible's very clear. If you speak that and you pray that, that's between you and God at home. The Bible encourages you to do it. And the Bible actually discourages people to do it in the church because the church doesn't benefit from it. And Paul talks about how you speak in an unknown tongue. Your mind, you have no idea what you're saying. The devil doesn't know what you're saying. Nobody knows what you're saying except God. And the Bible says that builds you up, but there's a time and a place. It is not to be done in the church. Amen. <laughs> it's quiet in here. We're reading scripture, right? People like to use this scripture. Now, this is what I wanted to share. Let's keep going. Ready? What are they saying? And how is it that we hear each in his own language in which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia. I don't even know how to say that. Phrygia? I don't know. Phrygia. Phrygia! You know, it must be Italian. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans, and what? Arabs. We hear them speaking in our what? Own tongues. The wonderful works of what? They're witnessing in their native tongue. Think about this. If you study these root languages, because then a lot of people trying to bring the the supernatural down to the natural, they're not even, some of these are totally, completely different root language. Root di the dialects are totally different. Yet God's doing a work here. Others mocking said this. This is what I love. I love Peter, man. Peter was a bonehead sometimes. Reminds me of myself. You know, he sometimes says stuff. He's like, oh my God, what did you say? He says this. They're like, these men are drunk with new wine or full of new wine. He goes, dude, it's only nine. He's like, if it was 9 p.m., maybe. <laughs> but it's only 9. And what does he share? But Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour, which is 9 o'clock in the morning, third hour of the day, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Acts chapter 2, 36 through 42 says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know 
Now, if you take this, uh, it, it goes from 17 down to 37. That's him, the exact words that he's preaching. So then he goes from not preaching in tongues to speaking their normal language, okay? So then he's doing this, this message, and then we go down to 37. This is the, the closing of the message. Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? What does Peter say? Right when he's filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing that happens. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the what? Holy Spirit, for the promise is to you and to who? Your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, what? Be saved from this perverse generation. Then those who gladly received his words were baptized, and that day about, whoa, what did it say? 3,000 people. But what did it say? What did Jesus say? Preach the gospel, baptized. What did they do here? They preached the gospel, people were baptized, and 3,000 people were saved. This is how church works. God's way with the Spirit. Are we all, every service, going to be speaking in unknown tongues? I've never had that. I don't know anybody that has had that. I'm not saying it has not happened. I believe the same Spirit, the same gifts or for us today, I'm not saying that they're not there. I believe 100% the same price that Jesus paid for our life, healing, the gifts of the Spirit. We have the same Spirit. Why would he be withholding gifts that they needed back then? world's crazier now than it was back then. All right? So I'm not saying that. But I'm saying we as a church have to do it his way to get his results. God's going to do a miracle here. I have a couple minutes, and we're going to go through this. I want you to see this, though. We have no confidence in self, but boldness in Christ. There's a difference between confidence in self, and if I talk to you, I will always point this out. God never wants you to be confident in you. Your confidence brings failure, but boldness in the Word of God gets people saved, okay? So let's, uh, let's go to the next slide, Nick. Do you got the next one? Matthew 26, 31 through uh, 35, it says, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. This is Peter. Now listen to this. This is Jesus talking before he goes to the cross. And Peter said to him, even if all are made to stumble, sounds like confidence, right? Okay. Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even if I have to, don't you love it? How many of you guys ever argue with God? Now, Peter's seen this guy raise people from the dead. He's seen him walk on water. He's walked on water with this guy. He's, it's just the Bible says that there's so many miracles Jesus did that the books of the world couldn't contain them. And then he's arguing with him. He's seen him prophesy. He saw him curse the fig tree and like, you're never going to bear fruit. And he's like, guys, the tree's still there. And then he comes back two days later and he's like, oh my gosh, 
dude, you said the tree was cursed and it's withered from within. So he's seen the power of God in action with Jesus. And what does he say? Even if all, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so sad. Now here's the other thing. We kind of like forget about all the other disciples. You always have that one guy who's the champion, you know, like the people's champion. He's like, yeah, and they're like, yeah, Jesus. And so said all the what? We never pick on them. We're always like, it's Peter because he's the ringleader. But think about it. They all thought, yeah, we're with you. Jesus being God, the word of God, and the Holy Spirit helping him out, you know. Fools, <laughs> you know, how long have I been with you? Let's go to the next slide. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now Peter sat outside the courtyard. Now this couple hours went by. Jesus gets arrested. Peter cuts a guy's ear off. Jesus puts his ear back on. It's like, whoa, that's crazy. And you're like, whoa. And he was like, whoa. And then it was like, whoa. Crazy stuff happening. So then Jesus, he's, he's there. He's getting beat up. He's getting tortured. It's really looking bad for Jesus. It really looks like Jesus is going to get taken out. So Peter's like being all like, I'll never, I'll die with you. And like, whoa, you got a wig, you got, you got an extra jacket or something. So he's like sneaking in, you know. He went from super Christian to super coward. Now Peter sat outside the courtyard and a servant girl came to him. This is what I think so funny. It's always these little girls, you know, like, ah, you want to try something? You ever been? I remember I one time almost got in a fight with this guy because this, like, little girl was like, you looking at me? And I was like, I was not looking at her at all. I actually started looking at her. She's like, you looking at me? And I was like, well, now I am. And this guy's like, oh, we're fighting, bro. Like, it's about to go down. I'm sitting there like, oh, great. I don't know why I said that, but just picture in your mind, like, this little girl just standing there like, yo. You were with Jesus. This guy's with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before. We, oh, this girl don't know what she's talking about. Don't listen to this girl. Let's keep going. I do not know what you're saying. And when he had gone out of the, out of the gateway, another, it's always these girls. What's wrong? And another girl saw him and said to those who were there, hey, this guy, this fellow is also with Jesus of Nazareth. So he's like, man. It's two times. So he goes to another place. Let's keep going. But again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood came up and said to Peter, surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Yo, you sound just like him. Same area. You got that accent, that Galilean accent. Then he began to curse them and swear. You boop, 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 boop. Peter's not the only one that's done that since he's known Jesus, right? <laughs> Maybe it's just me and Peter because you guys are way more spiritual than I am. Okay. I do not know the man. And immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word which of Jesus who had said to him. Now think about that. His confidence, he failed himself. When you can argue with God, you're sitting in the wrong seat. He immediately realized he's not qualified to sit on the seat. He runs away, doesn't even see his best friend. It was Peter, James, and John. They were the tightest with Jesus. Didn't even watch his friend die. Wasn't there for him at the end, but wept bitterly. The condemnation he had was greater than he could stand, and he ran. And so many of us, growing up in church, Talking about what we can do for God, 
are in a very similar position. But God is faithful. He's so faithful. And we're sitting there running away from God. Or we're sitting in the sea going, this message is great for somebody else. We become spiritual Eeyores. Yeah, it's good for you. Doesn't work on me. No. Jesus was better at being a savior than you are at being a sinner. Okay? Let's go to the next one. Acts 4, 23 through 31. And being let go, they went to their own companions. Backstory here. They get filled with the Spirit. 3,000 people get saved. Then they go, and they're getting ready to go to the temple. I like to walk around. You're going to be John. I got it. I got it. I know. But two more minutes, I swear. It's Eric's fault. No, I'm just kidding. So Peter and John go to the temple to pray. And they're walking. You can't do that to him. You're going to be the lame man. So you, you lay down here. Can, you guys see her? For Facebook, just sit in the chair. I told you, this chair is good today. Everybody loves the chair. So we're going. Yeah, she's laying out. Look at these long, useless legs. No, I'm just kidding. So there's this lame guy, all right? There's this lame guy, and they walk up, and they're like, listen. She's like, hey. He's like, like, well, one of those people, you know, like, so, like, what are you, and he says, look at me. Now, they're this close. Now, it's kind of weird. You ever, like, talk to somebody, and they're like, look at me, and you're like, no, look at me, like, look in my eyes, all right, so they're like, they're right there, and he goes, silver and gold I don't have, but what I do have I give you, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. <laughs> the legs work, it probably was that noise, all of a sudden, the guy's Jumping around, leaping. Yay, yay, yay. Awesome. You're not lame. You're not lame. So this miracle happens. They start preaching another message. Guess what? It's almost identical to the first one. You can go. You can go. We're still here. So all of a sudden, we get arrested. We got a cop here. Come on. This is church. This is how I got I know. I got. So we got a cop here. We're getting arrested. We're doing it God's way. He didn't show up. No, he showed up. So how do you... I don't even know. You would know this more than me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, uh, okay. Uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Oh, man. How to recover. All right. So you got to go to jail. All right. No, just arrest me. You arrest me because I got to wrap it up. I got to go. Okay. This is what we got to do. As they're leaving, here, take me out, take me out. I'm, I'm saying, yo, accept Jesus, accept Jesus. And there's another couple thousand people that get saved. Think about it. Thank you. The difference of what happens is this. This same Peter who denied Jesus and betrayed him, is the same Peter that talked to the people who arrested him, saying, whether it's good for us to listen to you or God, we're going to listen to God. Peter gets beat up, threatened, and he goes to his friends, and what does he do? He doesn't make a promise to God that he can't fulfill. He prays for boldness. And he literally says, Lord, here's their threats. He prays for boldness, and when he prays for boldness, the room's shaken, and they are filled with the Spirit again, and they start proclaiming the works of the Lord. This message is the first message we're going to go in depth on the gifts of the Spirit, what they are. I encourage you guys, come and 
we're going to bow our heads and close our eyes, and I'm going to close with this. I don't have to get you saved. Jesus does the saving. The Holy Spirit's the one drawing you in your heart. I've gone too long, and I apologize. If there's anyone in here that you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or you're sitting at your king of your throne in your heart, and the Holy Spirit's been caressing you, saying, hey, wooing you, hey, you're, you're not qualified to be king of your life, and you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to raise your hand. All right. Cool. Everybody, let's look up here. This message is for the believer and the unbeliever, and it is how we can change and transform this world. Can you imagine if the church, this church, grants us boldness that we can proclaim your word? All right? Love you guys. At this time, what we're going to do, we're going to take up the tithes and offerings. You can give several different ways. There's uh, buckets in the back, I believe. We also have it online, and we have a card in the back. And I encourage you guys, God loves a cheerful giver. I'm not here to say, oh, if you don't do it, we don't know. Listen, church has been around 2,000 years. God's going to find a way to get it to go through. But I encourage you, be a part of what God's doing at Faith Family Church. I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you. Bless everybody here. I thank you. Have a great week. And I thank you that your Holy Spirit continues to just teach them, lead them, and guide them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the end of this teaching. We hope you enjoyed it. To stay connected with our ministry, visit us on the web at myffc.tv or like us on Facebook.